back, back, to, back to the dafin. It's, it's, it's almost like the shas It's almost yeah, like yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Every every daf that we touch can be something else, you know. All right. Good evening, Chevra. We are up to daf hey. And we pick up from the third line from the top of the Amud. And we're going through arrogance, haughtiness. Uh, it was pretty intense yesterday. The importance of uh, staying away from such a thing and uh, from such a midah, which interestingly is just a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a feeling of, of gaiva. And it's, uh, it's pretty severe because it really impacts not only that midah, but so many other, the, the midah of gaiva really tears down a lot of other midos that otherwise could be balanced and beautiful and come out in a pleasant way. But now that there's gaiva watching over all of it, it like it completely messes up what, uh, you know, how a person's going to approach so many things in their life. So here we go. Now, now that we said the difficulty and we've learned the severity, now let's get into the source. Says the Gemara, well, you've been telling me that being haughty is a terrible thing. Azar Lagasya Rochminayim, where do you have a source from the Psukim that there's a warning that a person should not be arrogant? Omar Amaziri. Rabba says, Maziri, Shimu Vazinu Atik Shimu, listen, Vazinu, be focused, give your ear, Atik Bahu, do not elevate yourself, do not become arrogant. Pasuk in Yermia. Perhaps your heart will become arrogant. You will forget me, says Hashem. Be careful. Lest you forget Hashem. It's a license in the Torah to be arrogant. License. Sometimes he quotes Rabbi, sometimes he quotes Rabbi. Anybody who has in himself an uh, a spirit of arrogance, eventually will be lowered. You think you're elevating yourself and putting yourself out there and. Yeah, sometimes we convince ourselves in the name of branding, and it's not really arrogance. And uh, but the person ultimately is doing it for themselves, uh, as as opposed to uh, other things. And it's it's more fluff than substance. The cipherless might ultimately it's going that person's going to be minimized. Shenamar raimu, they're elevated maat, and then they are lessened. Bishamatamar yeshnu ba'ilam. Maybe you're going to say that he's lessened, but he's still holds a, a place of status in this world. Dunskis. Dunski. Yeah, not only you minimize, you're like lost. People move on from you. Okay? But if you do tshuva, you're going to be nasaf, you'll be gathered in at the right time, gathered in from this world. Like And... They are humchu kakoil yikafsum. They're ground up like anything that jumps. What does that mean? But if a person doesn't do tshuva, ucharayish shibayles yimalu will be cut off like the top of stalks. Mayu chiray shibayles. What does it mean like the top of a stalk? Ravuna v'ravchista. 
Chadomar ki soso de shibalta. It's referring to the sosa of the shibalta. This is the tippy top of the stalk that easily falls off with a slight wind. The chadomar ki shibaylitz atzma. It's the stalk itself that ultimately is cut down in the time of its harvesting. Okay. That's what it says, like the tippy top of the stalk, the head of the stalk. What's at the top of the stalk? The thickness, the hard part that, that falls off. However, when we cut down like a stalk itself when it's ultimately harvested, you should say you cut down like a stalk, like a shibaylis. What, what does it mean, like the top? Amaravasi, Person when he when he's harvesting, he looks straight ahead, um, and uh, he cuts off from the top. That's what it means. Shabbat. When when a person's harvesting, we said, ah, if it means the stalk itself, why saying the top? Because when a person harvests, they're not walking through the field with their sickle or whatever the the tool that they uses, and they they don't go all the way down on the ground to cut everything. But it, no. But uh, they don't go all the way low. So it's mean like the top, the, the top half, that's generally what gets cut down. The Rebbeinu Shalom says, I cut down those who are arrogant. However, I am together with Daka, those who are lowly, and those who are humble. One explains this passage to mean, Eti daka, a person who lowers themselves is with me. The Khadamar Ani S Daka. Everyone says, I am with the one uh, who's lowered. So what's the difference? The difference is like this. This is very Gishmak. Arrogance is a expression of a lack of self-esteem. That's what arrogance is. Throwing self-esteem, so you need to make yourself arrogant. Why? You figure like this. If I'm a nothing, and I need to be better than somebody else, so I'll smush them into the ground, and I'll just make, I'll just brag. And I'll say, I'm better than you. By, by, by me lowering you, that makes me feel good. Okay? That's one of the things that is an, an underlying factor of arrogance. So... Same thing holds true with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What the over here is, when somebody is humble, is it that the Rabbani Shalom says, I'm going to lift you up to me. That's one Malach. The other Malach is, the Rabbani Shalom says, I'm going to take myself to you. I'll lower my Shechina to you. And it's more logical to be of the opinion that there's Shechina, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings himself down to be with somebody who is humble, because created all these incredible mountains and hills, and he rested his presence on the small mountain, why did he make Arsinai big? Yeah, you ever thought about that? Like Arsinai was the low one, Arsinai was the humble one, just make Arsinai huge, and now, psh, look how big it is. No, the Shekhinah the lowers itself to the humble. Omar of Yasef, Rebbe Yasef says, 
A person should always learn to act like the Ebishter. Of all these big, fancy, schmancy, delancy trees, big redwoods, but the Rabbinic Shalom rested his presence on. Clock? Yeah, that's okay. Should be cut down. So the same, the, the same expression of a tree applies to a bal gaiva, which is appropriate for what we learned yesterday. That a person, a person has gaiva. It's as if they are worshiping themselves. They're making themselves into an asherah tree. When it comes to tchias hamesim, you ain't coming back. Shenemar hakitsu, wake up, veranenu and sing. Shaykhne offer, those who dwell in the dust. Shaykhne bo offer le namar, ela shaykhne offer. What does that mean? Misha nasa shaykhne la offer bechayah. Beautiful. Shaykhne means to reside and to dwell, but a shaykhne is also a neighbor. You know what this means? A person who lives their life in this world like somebody who, feeling like somebody who's connected to the ground. Some people, they're, they're, they're living in la la land. They live in fantasy land about how chashev they are. So you're putting yourself above everybody else. A person who lives knowing and to take a bederach drush, to take a drush dikam halach, to know that ultimately, no matter what we have in life, we're ending up with the same four amas. <laughs> no matter how big of a mansion we live in, while our neshamas are in our bodies and how big of a home, the maisa, we all have the same, we all have the same four amas. At the end of the day, the same amount of of uh, real estate. The person who dwells with, with with the dust in this world. Which, by the way, just I just want to uh, mention it. in Shmuel Esrei, we use a, a similar expression. A similar expression. We say like Kai Nitzar Lishoni Meira. Watch my lips Meira from bed. Usvasai Midaber Mirma, and my lips are speaking trickery. My lotion, right? It's really shiny. My lotion from Ra. Usvasi without Mirma. For them, kalai nafshi sidaim. V'nafshi ka offer lakoltiya. And my nefesh should be like offer to everybody. What does it mean? My nefesh should be like offer. What does it mean? I should be a nobody. I should be a nobody. Some of the farshim explain what it means is like this. V'nafshi ka offer lakoltiya. That when I walk around, people shouldn't be scared of me. Like there's some people that walk around and it's like you, you never know like what you're dealing with over here or like what they want from you or or like the, the, just, there's like a discomfort. But is not just dealing with humility. There's an there's an element of humility that expresses itself not only in my feelings, but even equally as important, the way that it ends up the mida of my humility ends up interacting with others. I shouldn't, I shouldn't walk around. Some people, they walk around. Let's say this person's in a position of leadership. You have a principal of a school. Right, so 
they walk the halls, everybody's, uh, everybody's like, they're, they're scared. Now there's, there's a yira, there's an awe, there's a respect that could exist. But to be someone, that's different than people are like afraid of me. Some people are there to like make people afraid. There needs to be like, a, it's like a shtot, like afraid. It's like, let my nefesh be like offer. When I, when I, you know, when I walk around, it's, it's, people shouldn't be like, you know, just be like offer. People shouldn't be afraid of me. People shouldn't, you know, you know uh, like cringe when we're around. They should be comfortable. They should be comfortable. In uh, in our presence, and that that's part of living with the earth. It's it's like it's being amongst what the Rebbeinu Shalom created. Okay. V'yomar Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, "Kol Adam sheyesh boigasu saruach." Anybody who has in them gaiva arrogance, shechina miyaleles alav ovov. The shechina, the divine presence, miyaleles alav, is is uh, kvetches size. About them, about them, and those who are raise themselves up, from far away, yeda. It's an expression of uh, sighing over them. A bunch of them sighs from the from far away. It's like there's some people. Uh, you know, sometimes we're like this as adults. You know, it's hard to know ourselves whether we're you know, but certainly with kids. And teenagers, and we're just older teenagers. That's the truth. As we keep, as we keep developing and 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 gaining. But what happens is, like sometimes you look at somebody; it's much easier to judge than somebody else. But you know, we, we do this to ourselves. You look at them, you just like sigh. You're like, you're such kaiches. You're such a like. What's up? Like just like what? But you, you can't do it from too close because they're not ready for it to happen too close. So you have to sigh from afar. You have to like. Be upset from afar, and when you're close, you're not upset. You make it like, yeah, you pretend like it's normal, and you just daven that one day they're going to grow out of it and grow up. And, uh, you know, I'm sure in, in, to, to an extent we're like this as well. But what, this is what happens when a person's arrogant. There are a bunch of them from afar, like, looks at the person, he's like, just nabach, like, it's pathetic, pathetic. Like, like waiting for us to grow out of it and, and to really fully grasp who we are. Because, again, when we fully grasp our beauty, there's no need to be arrogant. <laughs> be arrogant. arrogant comes from a, a, a lack of my own self-esteem. So I need to be arrogant. When, when I know who, what I'm worth, there's no need for arrogance. Beautiful. Listen to this. You see what's in your line of vision. You don't see things that are down on the floor. You see, there's your line of vision. Just the opposite. Who You have God, the most elevated. Somebody raises themselves up. You know what the Bible says? I don't see you. You put yourself here. I look that way. Bible says, face is down. He says, "Who's there?" looking at Who's there? If you if you put yourself there, I see you all the time. You raise yourself up, you raise yourself out of my vision. As opposed to somebody who's seven feet tall. Generally, they're going to be able to see things that are between five feet and above, right? They're not going to see things beneath the five feet. So that's, that's the uh, difference in the Rebbein Shalom and us. No, Valach Yeah, obligates us to not lose sight of, of those that don't make the splashes. Even it, it, It's those who don't make the splashes and just are 
part of everybody else that we have to we have to really keep uh, keep an eye on. Give chashivus to. Amar of Chisra of Chisra says we take Marukva and some say it was Marukva. Kol Lam Shish Bagasa Ruach Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Enani Yuvehu Yachol Hadabaylam. Get it? They have what they call super teams in basketball. In baseball, not so much. It's not so big of a problem. Football is a little less of a problem, but could be. Basketball, it could be a big problem. They make super teams where they have like the big three. You have three superstars on the same team, right? Sometimes you'll have four superstars. You have you have to be a insane general manager of a basketball team to have too many superstars. There's only one basketball. There's not enough room on the court for too many egos. You're not going to win. One person can't beat five people, and two people can't beat five people. You want to make a super team? Maybe three. Maybe even that is not so. It's really not simple to work. Four or five, you're done. There's pushing. There's no room on the court for the ego. There's no room. You have to go find somewhere. You could be the most talented person. The Gemara here says, Rabban Shalom says about a person who's arrogant, there's no room on the court for me with him. This guy's always demanding the ball. He's a ball hog, so to speak, right? <laughs> no room. Rabban Shalom says, I, I play with the players. I, I, I play with the role players. I, I, I don't live in the same world as this guy. I don't live in the same world. A person who speaks Lashon Hara privately about his friend, um, I'm going to cut him down with with arrogant eyes, and a big heart. I, I can't handle that. Now we're not dealing with a big heart, one who cares about others, but somebody who thinks they're basically somebody who thinks they're big. Hot shot. I'll take right. Ella, rather, itoi loy uchal. With him, I am not able. Some say it's not only referring to, if you look at the Pasuk, it's not only referring to those who are arrogant. Excuse me. It's even referring to those who are bali lashon hara. That's what we're mentioning, those who slander. Also, the Rabbi Shalom says, there's no space in this world for me and this person. Shinamar. Meloshni beseser. Re'ehu. A person who malshins. Snitches out his friend, Isai Atmis. Him, it, uh, such a person is cut off. Omar of Alexandri, Rev Alexandri says, of arrogance. A person who's arrogant, you know how you know if you're arrogant? How do I know? See, it's very hard to be self aware. How do I know if, if, if I suffer from this midah? Arrogant people tend to not realize they're arrogant. So how do we know? So, Rabbi Alexandri tells something incredible. He says, one of the litmus tests, I think that's the proper word for this, to know for myself whether or not I'm, one, again, it's not a proof, but one of the things to look at, whether I'm arrogant is, what type of things bother me? Do I get, do I get unnerved by the small stuff? I feel the When a person's arrogant, the slightest stuff drives them crazy. Look what's happening. This guy's even. It could even be self righteousness. People talking in shul. Relax. I go sit in front. What are you, what are you, what? Why are you standing in the back? I'm watching them talk. What are you doing? What's your deal? Yeah? 
Rishayim are like they 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 have currents like the ocean. Just like the ocean has many revias, a little bit of wind causes it to move. A person who only has a revias of blood, now we have more, but we know in order to live, you need to have at least revias of dam. How much more so, um, you know, if a person uh, makes themselves big, can they be uh, moved around? Even though we said arrogance is a terrible thing, you should know that Talmud Chacham must have one sixty fourth of Gaiva. Sixty fourth of Gaiva. Could And this one sixty fourth actually is necessary. It's like the it's like the kernel on the stalk. It's like the tachlis. Because you have to make sure that they're... You, you, let me translate this literally because there's an important, there's an important message here. I was, I was translating in the context. Uma'atra lay, and it crowns him like an atara, kisasa, like a beard. Lishibulta. Shibailas of stocks. What's a beard? It's a beard. Some people have beards. A lot of people have beards. My father, Zechariah Levracha, when he became a Rebbe in Yisrael, did not have a beard. He was clean-shaven for the first three years that he was a Rebbe in Yisrael. Except until the first year he was, he was starting the high school, and then his third year in Yisrael, he became first-year Magadshir. Until he brought down Rav Lassen Nussbaum to take over that chair when he joined the Mechina. But I believe that's when Rav Lassen, uh, Rav Lassen took over. Be it as it may. Um, so I, he told me, I said, stop, why'd you grow a beard? So he said, the reason why he grew a beard is because in the beginning of his third year in Yisrael, there was a bacher who was running late to Seder or something, and he, and he asked my father to buy him a soda in the canteen because he was running late. He wanted a soda he thought my father was a guy in his shir. He like he mis, he mistook him for for somebody else. So he said, "Oh, you know, he called him by a first name. It was the wrong name. He didn't call my father by a name. Do you mind going uh, and just you know you go you're heading towards the dorms anyway? Just pick me up a soda and just bring it back to shir." My father decided after that, for the covet of the position of a rebbe, he should grow a beard. That was that was my father. Uh, my father first grew a beard. But a, a beard on a person gives off. A, it gives off a an, an office. You represent something. There's a chashivist. A zokin is zesh Okay, this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a beard. But look, there's something to having a beard. We find that in Yiddishkeit. There's zesh A beard is something that externally people see it, and it immediately gives them an element of external respect towards the person. Until they get to know you. And that's what Rav Huna Breit Dervishu is explaining. About the, the gaiva of the Talmud Chacham. You ready for this? Has to be like a beard dika gaiva. Nothing. What you look like outside, do know you inside. Of the Misa, it's necessary for the office, for the position. And that's how a Talmud Chacham needs to wear his gaiva like a beard. I don't feel it. It's not, it's not about me. 
It's about the office I represent. And some, and you represent her. So that's to be an element of gaivet. Amarav Rav says, Bishamta Disley, Bishamta Delesley. He says, you should know that um, this is one of the things where you can't win. Yeah? One of the things where you can't win. Okay? You know, what does he mean you can't win? Um, he says, if you're a Balgaiva, say you're done. And if you don't have Gaiva, you're also done. You'll be a Shmata, you'll be a Dishrag. So what's Rava saying? Rava's saying, you taka need this 164th of Gaiva. Because you can't take an extreme approach. On one hand, it's Usr. On the other hand, it's necessary. However, Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, Shkayach, you want me to have a 64th of Gaiva? Like me, no, but like Mixos, it's too dangerous. I can't handle this. They say Rav Pam would say, he would be petrified. He says, Pasha, he's scared. He's scared of cover. He's scared. It's like it shook him. It's a scary thing. What Rav Nachman Bar is saying, he says, very nice Rav that you represent an office, that Tamil Chacham represents, so you need that. You, you can't not have an element of arrogance. He says, you know something? <laughs> Tough luck. I, I, I can't do it. Can't bring myself to have any element of arrogance is simply too dangerous. Amar Chizkiya says, You have to make your your heart soft. What does it mean, soft? Mushy. What's mushy? Easy to get along with. Cute. Zis. I mean, zis. A soft heart. A person who zis to others. Sweet. Soft. Gewalt. Their tefillahs are answered. Their tefillahs. So you want to know how to get how to have a koyach hadib? You have koyach tefillah. Have a soft heart. Amar of Zera of Zera says, "Basar ksev v'nirpa adam like siv v'nirpa." By basar it says healing. By an adam, it does not say v'nirpa. He is. Uh, it doesn't say he is uh, automatically healed. Okay. Why? Again, if a person's hard like earth, like adama, it's. Uh, he, it's a very hard thing to heal from. It's a very hard thing. It's a very, it, it, Gaiva, what he's expressing, what Abzir is expressing over here, is that Gaiva is a sickness, it's an illness that's very hard to be, uh, uh, to be healed from. Now you could, you could, we could work on it. But that's how careful we need to be to stay away. Amr Abiyachin says, Adam Efer Dam Mara. You know what Adam means? Aleph Dalad Mem. You ever heard somebody say, he's the man. You ever say, the man. Everybody tells you you're the man. How do you not let it get to your head? You say, oh, what's a man? Adam. You know what Adam stands for? I'm afer. I'm dust. I'm dam. I'm blood or ashes. I'm dam. I'm blood. And I'm mara. And I'm, I'm uh, mara. It's, uh, uh, how do you translate? Mara? Bile. What's that? Bile. Bile. It's, it, it's like a... Tishka stuff. Yeah. Intestines. It's, a, it's, like, it's like juices of the intestines. Yeah, so you say, okay, that's how Rabbi Yechon is giving us a Hezber, an explanation of how to not let it get to our head. Some say you find Sha'il Dechsev Bishin, as it's written, Basar is written with a Shin. Okay, so the, I'm sorry, Efer, uh, I skipped. Adam is Efer Dam Mara, and Basar is Busha, Surucha, and Rima. Busha is bashfulness, embarrassment. Surucha is rotting and Rima is worms. Igadamri 
that the shin is not for surucha, but it's for shail grave. The chesiv b'shin. Amar Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, anybody who's arrogant will ultimately be lowered down. Shenamar, as it says in the pasuk, v'laseis v'lasapachas, v'laseis v'lasapachas, v'inseis haloshin gavoy haseis expression being raised up. Shenamar, as it says, v'alkol harem harem, v'alkol gavoy sanisois. And all the high mountains and the raised up hills, Vein Sapachas Elatvela. And Sapachas means Tvela. It's something which is um something which is secondary. Not a primary, it's a secondary. It's tafu. Shinamar Safhini no Allahis Akahuna is lechol pas lechem. Connect to me uh, a person who who uh, has the matnas kahuna so that I can eat from the bread. Okay. Ultimately what it means is a person who makes themselves arrogant will ultimately be uh, be pushed to the side and be uh, be made the kid brother. How terrible! I'm sorry, just the opposite. How great! Those who are humble, soft. Look how great the Abish views those who are humble. When you bring a cover, you brought a cover and you got the reward for that. But a person who's humble, you are makriv, everything. Because what's the tachlis of a carbon? What's the purpose of a carbon? To represent me, giving myself over to the Rabbi Nishalim. And a person who's humble has given themselves. Over the bunch of them completely. Those who have a broken heart, those who are lowered, lower themselves. It's not going to be turned away, it's not going to be spoiled. As it says, if you have a pushed aside and broken heart, Will not be bevaze, it will not embarrass it. Baruch will make sure that that tefillah is accepted. And Rabbi Shubal Levi says, Whoever is humble enough to look into their own midos, go through your day, go through your month. How am I doing as a yid? How am I doing? What's happening? to see the issue of the Rebbein Shalom Shemar v'som derech ar enu b'yesha elaykim altakri v'som ela v'som derech a person who evaluates his path beautiful okay two dots a little bit less than halfway down on daf hey Omer Beis the Mishnah said ketzad mekanala he said how does a husband warn her and then the Mishnah said well if she speaks to a person that's not Yichud. If she went into a room with this guy, that is Yichud. If look at the words of the Mishnah, it itself is a contradiction. Amrit, Amr We said that the Kinoi has to happen where he's talking to her in front of two people. You see that Dibur talking, Altadabri Mishplani. The, the warning was, don't talk to the guy. So you see, talking ain't anything. There's no problem of just talking. 
Alma Dibor like Klomu. You see that Dibor uh, itself doesn't have an impact. If he says to her, don't speak, and she did. Or if he says, don't speak, and she had Yichud. So all the husband warned there was on Dibur, then there's no problem. However, Okay. So what does it mean? He warned her against Yichud. She defied that warning. She had Yichud. That's where we say she's going to be a Saitabrina Khanami. True. If he warned her about speaking or he warned her about seclusion, all she did was speak. There's no problem. There's no she did not does not become usher to her husband. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah. Two dots. The Emmaus Khailatsis. If her husband died while she was a saita, but had not yet drunk the waters. So we said they don't have. If they don't have children, she's going to become. Uh, she's going to become usher in yibum to the uh, to the yavam, and but uh, she's still connected to them. So do do chalitza. Amai nami yivume. Says why not? Let them do. Let them do yibum. What's the problem? What's the problem? He didn't warn her. She's not usher to him personally. Amar Yosef, Yosef says, "Now let me explain." Amar Kra, state and pasuk. The pasuk says, "Yatsami beisayv aholcha vahisa leishacher." If she left his house, this is a regular woman who who uh, willingly had an affair with another man, and she went together with another man leishacher, which means the, uh, she went to uh, another man. But she's not mutter to a yavam. Okay, so the, the case is as follows. If you have a husband who is not comfortable with his wife's morality, see, he makes her a, uh, he, so he gives her a get. Instead of being her a saita, so he gives her a get. He says, I, I suspect you for immorality, I'm going to give you a get. Divorce you. So it says, she leaves his house and marries another man. It means leishacher, this Saita who suspected can marry somebody else, but the Joshua is Velayliyava. She can't marry a Yav. Anytime she's suspected of being with somebody else, Well, if she's not connected to the Yavam, so why are you doing, then, then she should have been in Chalitza. Whenever you're suspected of adultery, we should just say, it's over. That's it. Husband died. Finito. No, because if the husband would be alive under these circumstances, she would need a get. And therefore, she would need, we're going to do chalitza now. It's like the get of the first husband. This to Amri, and some say, Amr Yosef, Chaman Amar, says in the Torah, and she left his house and went with other men, Deloy Listeri, Lebesei. Why? Why does he divorce her? Why does she go to move on to another man? So that his house doesn't get ruined. Says Rabbi Yosef, I don't understand. What's your havamina? What are you thinking that there's a chance of yibam? The Torah says if a woman is suspected of adultery, you get her out of there. And now you're going to tell me that the brother should take her in and be mamshech, continue the marriage. That original marriage. According to your Svarah, Rabbi Yosef, my dear, beloved Rabbi, she shouldn't be able to marry anybody else. 
If you're nervous about her destroying the house of the Yavam, shouldn't be able to marry uh, any other Yid. To which Rabbi Yosef says, No, Amar Lei. Rabbi Yosef says, to Abaye, Mikor Aminan No. We're dealing, listen. Ba'yibum. It's an automatic thing. There's a Zika, there's a Ba'an. If another man wants to take her in, when she's suspected for adultery from previous marriage, isn't the hate, that's your own risk. Marry her at your own risk. That's his own, that's his own cheshbon. Uh, okay. We'll hold it here. We're up to Vika Damri. We're up to the last word on the top line. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chavar. Bezashem tomorrow evening, 6.20 p.m. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. Uh, Gitanacht.